0: Started here, Daniel. Man, Daniel, it is one year anniversary. One year ago, we decided to start a podcast. And then we've been doing it horribly ever since. We had a couple ups.
1: I mean, there were a couple. Of, I think the Lego movie was definitely the highlight, and that was about six months ago.
0: <laughs> oh, come on. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That was a good episode. Actually, I think one of my favorites in the last year that we've recorded. I don't know why I really like both of our flash, recent flashback ones, throwbacks. I really enjoyed talking about American Pie and Office Space and Election. It was a really fun one to talk about. Yeah. Those were... Great.
1: Oh, we've had some good times. We've had some bad times. We're almost now to the end of the year where we get to do another episode of our like most anticipated of next year. And then we can also now do a yearly look back of our favorite movies of 2019. Coming yep. up here pretty soon. Yeah,
0: we got a best of, worst of, and what we're looking forward to next. Yeah. So yeah, gosh, what was it? Star was born, marked as far as our pilot episode.
1: Yeah, I guess it was.
0: And here we are a year later talking some Joker.
1: Completely different movies, <laughs>
0: but... Why don't we get into it here, Daniel? Welcome back, everybody, to year two of Movies and Brews, where we still talk movies. And we drink brews. I'm Jordan, and sitting across from me here is The Real Joker... Daniel, only because his life's a comedy.
1: Yep, not a tragedy. Definitely not tragic at all. At all.
0: And yes, this week, our movie on tap is The New Joker, starring Joaquin Phoenix. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's have some laughs. Cheers. Cheers. All right, Daniel. Well, here we are. Year number two starting. Yep, year number
1: two, and let's meet our first brew of the new year. This week was Jordan's week to bring beer, and he actually remembered this week, unlike me.
0: Unlike our little fiasco last week.
1: Yeah, but Jordan, what did you bring us for beer and tow? All
0: right, so this week I brought another local. I got Laura Woods Brewing Company's Pumpkin Ale. All right. They're located here in Selwood. Sweet. I mean, last year we had the Elysian. Yeah. Uh, I guess I got another place too off Sandy Boulevard. But yeah, let's try their pumpkin ale.
1: Oh yeah, that's good. Mm. You know, I think I like this a little bit better than the Elysian. While well, the Elysian was it Night Owl is probably one of my favorites of the season. I do like this because it's a little less sweet and a little bit less pumpkiny, but it's still there. That's really nice. Yeah,
0: that is tasty. Tasty. Yeah, kind of like the artwork in front, too. A little jack-o'-lantern wearing a top hat. Love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Daniel, why don't we get to talk some movies here? So, have we named this segment yet? We're thinking about renaming this segment instead of calling it Weekly Lookback. We want to call it something, something else, something different. We, we're thinking of calling it Happy Hour. How's that sound, everybody?
1: I mean, happy hour, it's movies that we either didn't pay to go see or saw on the cheap from renting, but essentially movies that we didn't see in the theater, usually.
0: So yeah, most of the time it'll be something streaming that we can all watch, or, you know, one of us is always getting assigned a movie, so we'll be talking about their assigned movie. I've got one to talk about, Daniel. All right, so I watched two. You got two? Well, why don't you start then?
1: So you want me to start with the assigned movie of last week? Yeah, if you want to. So last week, Jordan, you assigned me Layer Cake starring Daniel Craig, which from what you described is like kind of like a gangster movie. And you've, you've often called it the audition tape for Daniel Craig's Bond. So I was like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll check this out. This looks interesting. I, I've been meaning to watch this for a while. So I actually watched it last night. And I got to say, while I didn't love the movie, I did enjoy myself while I was watching it. Um, I don't know I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. like I said I didn't love it. um, and I could kind of see, um where you would get like maybe his audition tape for Bond, except for I only really like seemingly like one one scene comes to mind when I think of like how this could like possibly apply to the James Bond role is when he goes and spoiler alert, he kills uh the gangster that set him up, but you know. I still really liked the movie quite a bit. <laughs> it's just one of those movies was Matthew Vaughn, who did Kingsman.
0: Yeah, I just remember seeing it right before Casino Royale. So I'm thinking, like, I don't have no clue... I, yeah, at the time, like, I have no clue who Daniel Craig is. So I watched a later cake, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, I can see this guy's Bond. Yeah, I
1: guess, yeah, I with uh, that...
0: So that was my whole... Why I call it his audition tape.
1: But, you know, I, I, I really liked the characters. I liked their relationship. I liked how, like, their, del- like, life is going good, then just, like, all of a sudden chaos just breaks loose and like throws their entire system out of whack so i did like the setup um i don't know like i definitely think it's worth a watch i mean and it's a nice like hour 40 so it like goes by quick and i still love daniel like watching daniel craig act outside of bond because if you haven't seen that it's definitely worth a watch he does a lot of cool stuff
0: and i need to see lucky logan again or logan lucky yeah that's another one i always forget which one it goes
1: i know because that was like his first uh I think that was probably the first role I saw him as outside of being James Bond.
0: I am incarcerated.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. a great movie. But yeah, honestly, uh, enjoyed Layer Cake. I think it's definitely worth a watch. Like I said, hour and 40 minutes. Streaming on Netflix right now, too.
0: Directed by Matthew Vaughn.
1: Yeah, so if you Kings like kind of like cool stylized movies, it's definitely in there. Not quite as stylized as Kingsman, but there's still some stuff in there that I think... Uh, you'll like if even if you like Kingsman or any of his other movies, I think it's, there's something there for you.
0: All right. So I saw something streaming this week. This okay. is, you can find this on Hulu. It's called Seventy Eight Fifty Two Hitchcock shower scene. It's a hour 30 minute documentary about that famous shower scene in Hitchcock psycho. Oh, you know, I think I have
1: that on my, my instinct or my, yeah, like my Hulu queue. Cause I've been meaning to watch it, that. It was
0: pretty good. Cause this could have easily just been a talking head documentary. That they kept going back to. They showed some like old movies of Hitchcock's, just old movies of Hollywood in general. They show clips of like yeah, go back to clips of people talking, go back to the actual shower scene. I mean, it was uh I thought overall pretty well interesting documentary, just talking about the iconicness of that one scene and how it literally took a week to shoot that. The at least at the time she was still alive. The gal that was Janet Lee's stunt double. There were some interviews with her. Uh, there was, I mean, there's a lot, like, Elijah Wood was interviewed, Eli Roth was interviewed, Danny Elfman, a lot of uh, Hollywood editors, um, the, the, I think it was the, the gal that edited Gus Van Sant's Psycho remake, which was not good, but, yeah, I would say, interesting documentary, definitely worth checking out, it's on Hulu right now, I don't know, you got any questions on it?
1: No, no, that sounds awesome, like I said, I've been meaning to watch that one. But sounds interesting and I definitely want to check it out. I know I'm going to go be going to go see Psycho in the next week or so, I think.
0: Yeah, Psycho's coming up here in a couple weeks at our local second run theater and yeah, I'm definitely checking it out. I think I've seen Psycho twice on the big screen. But yeah, it, it was just really cool watching all these um, different people that are in the industry break down this one scene and just how iconic it really is. That's awesome. So, yeah, definitely if you want a good documentary 7852 Hitchcock shower scene. Sweet, awesome, Jordan. Well, I watched a spooky
1: movie in the spirit of the month of October, the spirit of Halloween. I actually watched this with my girlfriend. This is actually one of her favorite movies ever. But we had, we watched A Corpse Bride, Tim Burton. Uh, it's actually streaming on Amazon Prime right now. So if you have Prime, it's streaming right now that is a fun
0: movie i really enjoy corpse bride
1: i know it's just like a perfect like oh we want to watch something spooky but not scary like it's the perfect in between where like you want the atmosphere but you don't need to be scared shitless yeah yeah
0: it's a well done movie and just the the stop motion animation is just incredible in this the puppets are awesome i love just the look and design of the corpse bride herself yeah uh yeah it's good I know the songs aren't quite as memorable as the ones in Nightmare Before Christmas but still a good movie
1: Well, yeah I gotta say I think the only like super memorable song is the song that the skeleton sings like, kind of like the jazzy song in, in the bar in the bar yeah <laughs> yeah because that's one I remember from any other song but as far as like just enjoyability like we were actually talking about stop motion a little bit before this I was talking about the Leica Studio just because watching stop motion animation brings so much joy to me. I just love watching it. And I just like, cause I'm just like in my back of my head, I know like everything that looks like, like actual wood or, you know, trees or whatever, like it's actually clay. And it's just like so detailed. I just, I love the thought of it. And I just love the look of claymation. Yeah. So that's cool. <laughs> I just, ah, so good. So corpse bride still holds up. I mean, Claymation, so it doesn't it hasn't aged terribly. Like it's aged it a little bit, but not too and bad. And one like
0: eighty minutes too, so it's nice, quick watch goes down smooth. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, it's still great. If you haven't seen it in a while, definitely but, check it out. It's yes, so much fun.
0: Kiss the season.
1: And you know, obviously Tim burns so Johnny Depp's in it. Yeah. <laughs> but oh man, I don't know. I love this, and I think I'm like sometime this week. I'm probably gonna watch Paranorman because now I just got the Claymation spooky feeling.
0: Oh, do it. <laughs> well, it's just. It's that time of year. Exactly. Got Coraline there if you want to borrow that. I might. Coraline's awesome. I know. I need to watch it again.
1: I've only seen that one once, but it was way spookier than I thought it was going to be. I wasn't prepared for how dark it was. So good.
0: Okay, well, I think that is it for our happy hour talk. Why don't we move into movie news here. Daniel, what do you got for us this week? Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba-ba! This week in movie news, I've got
1: a small handful of items, not too busy, but first we'll start with a trailer that we actually just watched. It's a new Michael Bay film starring Ryan Reynolds called Six Underground. It's a Netflix movie that's coming out. It looks like about like some like presumed dead special ops people who like start doing their own crew or something essentially with no jurisdiction or limited jurisdiction so they can just do and go wherever so it looked pretty interesting it looks very michael bay it looks very actiony but by look of the trailer it still looks like it's going to be a bunch of fun a little bit over the top maybe not like fast and the furious over the top but it still looks
0: it still looks cool yeah the trailer it just looked uh it just looks stylized it looked cool it looks stylized for sure um love ryan reynolds i mean that whole cast looked like a good fun cast so, yeah, I'm kind of actually a little excited for this. Yeah. And it's and like we said, it is going to
1: be on Netflix. Uh, Perfect. I think it's coming soon. I don't think it has a release date yet, but it says means coming soon. It means
0: been don't have to sit Netflix. in theaters and listen
1: to people talk. Exactly. We'll get, in, we'll get into that later. But, yeah, so it looks fun. Definitely check out the trailer. If you've got Netflix, it's uh, going to be there soon. Now, next, uh, got a couple little tidbits of news. So, we have... Robert Downey Jr. supposedly refusing Oscar nomination campaigns for Avengers Endgame. And I saw a few of these and I'm just like, it's kind of confusing because I thought, you know, like studios were the one that does the campaigns. Like, I don't know. Like, it seems like how people bring it out. Like, he just doesn't care. He doesn't want an Oscar for like even campaign for. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but I could understand I guess. Yeah, but. this
0: would be more like an achievement award over the last decade. I don't know if it was like super standout in this last movie, but as far as Tony Star- Stark overall, oh, yeah, he did a great, solid job. Yeah, I mean, like.
1: Awesome character, very fun. Yeah, and as far as Tony Stark is, like, he had probably the most character development out of the entire MCU cast, besides maybe Captain America. Um, but, you know, so that's kind of a lot of fans are kind of upset about that.
0: But if he doesn't want to, then I mean he doesn't want to. No. Ever? So Yeah, he's still good in our hearts, don't worry. It Doesn't matter if he has an Oscar for it or not.
1: Yeah. Now, I mean we love well, we love Tony Stark three thousand, so it's good no matter what. I see what you did there. I see yeah, I see <laughs> what I did. All right. So next I have another small thing. Uh that there is a new Evil Dead project confirmed by Sam Raimi. Cool. Essentially, uh, he was in a comic-con panel and he got asked if there was anything going on with evil dead and he did confirm that there he has or he's working and writing an evil dead project but it
0: won't be starring bruce campbell but bruce campbell will be producing it interesting oh yeah wasn't there just new york comic-con this last weekend yeah okay so
1: which is kind of disappointing because i love bruce campbell i love the evil dead trilogy um so it's kind of would be a bummer to not see Bruce Campbell in a new evil dead project. But that being said, I did really like the 2013 evil dead remake where they tried to make it a little bit more like horrific and a little less campy, which I still really enjoy. I thought they did a great job with that movie. So I'm, I'm not like completely against this. I'm interested to see what it is. Cause I love just the evil dead universe, I guess
0: Got evil dead 2 coming to the theater near us soon. Ooh, I know. End of October. That's going to be
1: awesome. I'm excited. I watch these movies every year. (laughs) All right. And that's pretty much it. And it's been a slow news week. I haven't, I don't really
0: have anything else. No Bond posters. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Sorry. You're right. Uh, It it just literally made no impression at all. So (laughs) we'll post it on our Instagram. James Bond, uh, the 26th one. I don't remember when. it's called. 25th, I think. 25th. We're not very good at this. You think we'd be better at this by now. But okay, so new James Bond
0: poster got released for it's called Never Gonna Die. Don't let me die. Too young to die. No. No time to die. Ah. No time to die. And
1: so the the poster is very like it's a teaser poster, but it's very underwhelming. It has like the font of like the James Bond font that just says no time to die. 007 and a picture of daniel craig in a text in front of a wall in front of a blue <laughs> wall yeah so it's, there's not much to take in not many hints like story hints at all <laughs> except for I'm trying like to, oh, I'm trying to, what, what is that the wall, blue from? wall
0: the wall is from somewhere yeah what can we break down from this yeah so we
1: got no hints as to no time to die although it had been confirmed by the director that is going to tie up the two storylines from skyfall and specter in no time to
0: die cool Well, it'll be time to have a Bond marathon here soon.
1: Yeah, pretty soon. I still have only seen the first two. I never saw Skyfall or Spectre. (sighs) Daniel, I know it was in my dark zone of not going to see. Guess who
0: might begin to sign a Bond movie this week? Cool. We own all of them. We bought the box set. That's true with the digital (laughs) codes and everything. I know, right? Wasn't that awesome? That was an awesome purchase. Yeah, that's something worth going half and half on. (laughs)
1: Yeah, sure, it was
0: for our dad.
1: We got him all the James Bond movies for Father's Day, but we definitely bought it also because we had all the digital codes in our movie locker. Worth it. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, well, that's uh, that's it for movie news for real this time. All right, well,
0: yeah, let's move on here, Daniel. Let's talk our movie on tap this week, Joker. <laughs>
1: So yeah, I'm doing Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> uh, 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 uh,
0: uh. <laughs> That's the count's Joker. Uh, 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 uh. Beautiful. Okay, all right. So yes, we are gonna talk here. Joker, written and directed by Todd Phillips, starring Joaquin Phoenix, Francis Conroy, Robert Dan, I almost said Robert Dan Jr. <laughs> we were just talking about him. Robert De Niro, uh, Zazie Beetz, and Brett Cullen. So Daniel. You want to go first? Or should I go first? Uh what were your thoughts going in and what was your just a kind of a brief overview of what you thought of this movie. So,
1: going to this movie, uh again, like we said it multiple times on the podcast that well, I'm not I don't get super jazzed about DC movies. Like they're still very hit or miss. Like I still like like Wonder Woman a lot. Very Love Shazam. This. Hate I personally hated Aquaman. It wasn't so that for, bad. I mean, for me they're still hit or miss. Like they haven't gotten a consistency down. You need a few
0: good ones under their belt before you can trust them again and be excited. I get it. No, I get it. I get it.
1: So, you know, going in, I'm like, you know, like, okay, this looks interesting. And I'm thinking like, okay, walking Phoenix usually chooses his projects pretty carefully. So there's something to at least something that should be there. But I wasn't, I was cautiously like, I mean, he chose that gladiator movie. Exactly. I was cautiously optimistic and, you know, I was actually pleasantly surprised. I actually enjoyed the movie a lot more than I thought I would. And I actually, like, actually legitimately enjoyed my, the movie experience. So I'd say, like, pleasantly surprised all around for the Joker movie. Going Good. From what my anticipation was earlier.
0: Were there any kids in your audience?
1: There were so many kids in my,
0: the- my screen. What the hell is wrong with parents? I just, I don't understand it. A rated R movie that's going to scare the Jesus out of them and, like, I'll take my kids. I it mean, it's based off a comic book.
1: Yeah. Well, when we get to the part, because it's kind of leads in spoiler territory, but there's a certain part where I could hear an entire row of kids like talking to their parents, like, "Is it over? I don't want to watch this, Daddy." And I'm like, get literally... us out of here! Yeah, and it's just like a bunch of parents, like, "Shh, just be quiet. I'm, don't look or something." And I'm just I'm like, "I'm gonna
0: have nightmares." Yeah. What the yeah, hell is wrong luck luck with parents? Put... I just, uh, oh, gosh. I know it's like good luck putting your kids to bed. Tries me nuts. All right. All right. So, yeah, going in here. Um, when they first announced a standalone Joker movie, I was just kinda like, "Man, eh. I mean, again, the track record wasn't all that good with DC." I mean, they
1: announced that like after Batman versus Superman or Justice League, somewhere around there. Yeah,
0: I don't know. They're two worst movies, and then that they, they said origin out. film too, which the Joker has no origin. So again, I was just like, "Ah, oh, jeez, I don't know. Is it really something we need?" And it's like, and it's like gonna have any tie-ins to the DC EU or whatever the hell they call it. And so i was just like. What's even the point of this then? What? Why? Why? Right. But then you know things. They started you know getting director cast together, and I was like, well, I mean, I don't know, we'll see. Because you have Todd Phillips, who's got a pretty decent track record. Did the Hangover trilogy, old school. I mean, there's a few not so good ones in there, like Starsky and Hutch,
1: and also the last two Hangover movies. Okay. <laughs> Definitely the third. He's got one. some really
0: good ones, and he's got a couple not so good ones. I don't think necessarily any of his movies suck, though. Right, even the third Hangover, but mm. uh, <laughs> Dana thinks debatable. But debatable. overall, not a bad director though. Having a project like this, um, Joaquin Phoenix, hell yeah! I mean, anything he's in, I think he just does great in. I, I mean, no
1: matter what he's in, he acts his ass off.
0: Even if it isn't great, he acts his ass off. Yep.
1: So, if nothing else, we were gonna like, or was at least gonna enjoy, or at least like the performance that Joaquin Phoenix gave, probably.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, even I don't know. Just wasn't like super excited. But then you know the first trailer dropped, and I was actually like, "This actually looks like it could be d- decent." I didn't know what to expect, and like, well, are they going back to like the seventies? What's going on here? Like, what was it? What? So yeah, even the first trailer kind of threw me off a little bit. But at the same time, I was like, well, you know what? It looks like they're just kind of going a different, completely different direction with this one. Right. And I kind of like it. Yeah. So. I was... Got me a little bit on board, and I think it was the second trailer they dropped. And I was like, "Okay, you know what? This actually looks pretty cool. I'm on board." Like, and I think the closer and closer we got to release, the more excited I got to go see it. Because I went, I don't know, Friday morning, and saw an XD, right. and so I gotta say, initial thoughts as far as it goes, I enjoyed myself quite a bit, actually. Um, it's getting such mixed reviews, and we can we'll go into that here. But overall, um, it was just it was. An, there's things I liked and didn't like about it. Um, I liked a lot of the character development and stuff in it. I liked, loved Joaquin Phoenix. I thought he was awesome. The whole cast, though, was just good. Uh-huh. I thought it was very well cast, uh, well shot. The score was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I forget who did the score. Hilder something? I have no way I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to try to. What's call called? G. <laughs> Hilder G. Anyway, it's like the cellos and everything like that. I mean, the, the score was just. I've been listening to it since then. And it's just so cool and dark. Yeah. It kind of has like a twisted sensibility, almost like a horror movie at times. Yeah. Which I really liked. So good, though. Uh, But yeah, I mean, uh, what else? There's just a lot of cool moments that happened in this. It kind of had a taxi driver, like kind of a modern taxi driver feel to it.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like uh, going in, like from what I had read and from how it kind of looked, like, yeah. And actually, after watching, I'm like, okay, so definitely. Had like was feeling like Taxi Driver and like how like the main character like had a warped sense of perspective and also mixed in with another Scorsese film, The King of Comedy, which also has Robert De Niro in it.
0: Kind but, of, I, I don't know. I've seen King in Comedy and he really wasn't much like that character.
1: Well, I'm not saying that Robert De Niro's character, but it's kind of like it definitely took aspects from King Comedy and felt like Taxi Driver right. too.
0: Right, I, you can tell that maybe not Scorsese in general, but that era was definitely influenced. Influenced Todd Phillips
1: Right Well I think he even says He takes some notes From Kane Comedy So at least that movie But it
0: still felt like Taxi Driver Had an
1: influence too Yeah
0: Which makes me kind of curious though, what if Marcus Scorsese Had directed this Was he up for it
1: I doubt it. I probably not. I mean, or
0: at least I doubt he would want to have been a part of it. He well, might he true. might have been asked. I mean, who doesn't want Scorsese directing their movie? But yeah, like if he had directed this, I'm just kind of wondering what kind of movie it would have been cuz overall, um, so if this was just about anybody, I would say this is like holy cow, this is a pretty amazing piece. Like wow. Um, just wow. But since it's a Joker movie, I guess there's kind of some things I'd didn't like about it um right uh, so i guess i'm gonna edit that out well
1: (laughs) i hope so but in in pausing your thought process real quick do you think being in the universe of a superhero movie well superhero you know like in the sense of you know like dc and marvel do you think that helps it or hinders it
0: kind of hinders it i think a little bit i Uh think if this was just a random wacko if you will yeah just um just a random clown random person random clown Uh, i would it'd be higher up there for me uh i still like this movie quite a bit Mm -hmm. but being that it's the joker see joker to me is he's the uh what do they call him the the clown prince of crime clown prince of client clown prince of crime well he's also just an agent of chaos
1: that's yeah he's just like no rhyme or reason just chaos for chaos sake
0: so this, and this he has a little bit more of it. I mean, it's kind of realistic as far as like a, what might set a person off like this kind of approach. Right. At the same time though, you almost want to sympathize with him, but Joker is not someone you're supposed to really sympathize with.
1: Right. I mean, that's kind of like, makes him like he's almost, he's an irredeemable character. And I think they still kind of nailed that part. Like it's somewhat sympathetic, but still at, at a certain point it becomes irredeemable. And that's what the Joker is like. He's so irredeemable that he's just chaos for chaos sake. And that's like the whole character motivation, essentially.
0: Right. Where is then Go
1: ahead. Oh, I was just going to point in. But what I did like in like kind of the direction that this movie goes is, and Joker says it in some, like at least in some of the animated films, I'm not really sure about the live action films in the comics. He like has the famous quote, in, like you're one bad day away from being me. And he usually says that to Batman. So it kind of, like, is interesting to see, yeah, like... he if, says that in Dark Knight. Yeah, so if, like, you see an origin of the Joker, you see just one bad day warp everything into what becomes the Joker, the Clown Prince of Crime. So I did like that approach. You get to see what bad day made Joker.
0: No rhyme and reason. Whereas in this movie, he seemed very reactionary. Every time he did something, was he was reacting to something. Like, I mean, I think it's... I don't think there's a spoiler or any yet. he does have his his first kill. We'll talk about his first kill a little bit on the subway. Guys are beating the shit out of him, and he ends up shooting them.
1: yeah three guys are beating the shit out of him. He immediately kills two of them just like with point blank shots to the head and one of them runs away and he kills that guy too.
0: yeah, so that was very reactionary whereas the other the joker that we know is like he's just no rhyme, no reason, and he's everything is always like done um. Very cleverly, too. Um, but again, this is also him just getting started at the same time. Right. But I guess, I don't know, needless to say, it sounds like I'm dogging the movie. Needless to say, I still thought, overall, this was a pretty awesome piece.
1: Pretty awesome piece. It's not, like, it's, like, I guess, as far as, like, I know, like, there was a lot of Oscar buzz, like, people like, oh, man, this is probably an Oscar contender this year.
0: I'm not sure. I could see it. Yeah, I'm but- not gonna, you know, unless it's a really bad year, the rest of the year, I don't really see. I don't know. I mean, there's good potential for certain. I mean, the score should be up for Oscar. I don't know yeah. why. I love that score.
1: But it's just like uh, I guess to like kind of maybe not kneecap your expectation, but like it's not an absolutely perfect, amazing
0: origin for the Joker. But it is still vi- an overall good movie. Like it's a great origin for a killer clown, but it's just not necessarily the Joker. Because the Joker I know, he's more like I don't say poetic, but he's more like he. he Well, I mean, he speaks, like, with more, like, this... What am I trying to say? Not... Like, kind of theatrical, per se? Right. He was a little theatrical in this, but, like, he's not so, like, talking soft down in the dumps like this, but he's just more like, Hey, Batty, I'm here to kill you! Ha ha! You are gonna die!
1: But I think as far as, like... Because that's, like, the end game Joker. Like, that is what Joker is when he's full-blown Joker. And I think what they set up for this character very well, like very much is believable like this guy eventually like when he just like gets in the groove because like this is still like the origin of him like the character that you get at the end of the movie isn't the joker that we know and love from like the cartoon batman or even like the crazy joker from the dark knight but it sets up the character that i could see that character becoming that if, if they ever did a
0: sequel which i don't think they're supposed to be a sequel is but if they ever did a sequel i could see him becoming that joker yes yeah so, on, on that note, though, like, just far as what we were given, though, I mean, I gotta say, overall, I mean, I just sat back, turned my brain off in the theater, and I enjoyed myself. For two hours straight, I enjoyed myself. I mean, you see society beat him down a little bit. I mean, like, you know, he's just, he's on antidepressants, he's just trying to get his life in order, keep a job, live, yeah. you know, live life, take care of his mother.
1: And all with, like, the backdrop of him having a mental, like, intrusive thoughts, it's like what he talks about like when he's in his like government funded therapy session, I guess, like, or social security funded therapy session, Mm -hmm. you know? And yeah, I did like that. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think that that was a perfect setup for like how the character kind of like kind of innocently quote unquote starts in the movie. And I did really, honestly, I really liked the scenes with him and his first, like in the beginning of the movie with him and his uh, therapist, Mm -hmm. you know, where he's kind of going through emotion, calls her out, like doesn't think she's listening to him. And I mean, I don't need a spoiler, but I absolutely love when he's just like, you don't give a shit about me. And then she's like, hey, they cut our funding. Just so you know, the system doesn't give a shit about me either. <laughs> I kind of like that little solidarity that she gave him. Mm-hmm. While also like cutting him off from like his support also. Yeah. I don't know, I thought that I just really liked that part.
0: A lot of yeah, definitely some uh, hidden messages and things in there for sure. I mean, there's so many good scenes, and I liked. What do you think of Francis Conroy's mother? The I it took me a second
1: to kind of like get back into the movie, but it kind of took me out of the movie for a second when she shows up because the only time I've ever seen her is in as Barney Stinson's mother in How I Met Your Mother.
0: I don't even remember her. She was was in that?
1: Yep, that's his mom.
0: (laughs) Oh, I think I do, like when he's watching, not Wheel of Fortune, Price is Right. Yes. I think I, they never really showed her face, though. I remember her like Well, there's like
1: the, one of the episodes, like it's called The Stinson's where he has like a fake family and his mom's there.
0: But yeah, that's her. Okay, yeah, because I always remember her being the mother, the you know, Mrs. Fisher, the mother of everybody on Six Feet Under. That's where I first saw her, was introduced to her, Yes. Yeah, on that show. I saw, I've never seen that. Oh, man, you got to watch that show. It's good. I wish I could, but uh, my friend
1: ca- <laughs> my, my friend canceled their HBO Now subscription, and I'm not going to take on another streaming service. I think it's on
0: Hulu, actually.
1: Oh, well, maybe. Yeah, a
0: little side note there, but yeah. But yeah, I, li- I liked her in this a lot. I mean, they have a very interesting relationship. I mean, I'm under the impression they share a bed
1: yeah that's another it's like very like kind of noren batesy a little bit just like tethered to a his little mom. bit
0: yeah um, definitely a mama's boy <laughs>
1: but also you kind of like oh, i guess that, that might be leaning into spoilers so we won't get there yet but yeah like a kind of mama's boy kind of like a very sickly like a sickly mom but also like a sickly relationship all around it just seems weird I, don't, I didn't get the impression that he was having sex with his mom. No, I do not But get it. they were weirdly close. Yeah. Too. Uh, well, you see... They're the, dependent. You, you I guess they're, he's re- weirdly dependent they're on her. They're
0: both very dependent on each other, I would say. I mean, you sh- you see in the trailer him bathing her. Yeah. So, there's some of that. Um see. Before we go into spoilers here, I'm trying to think what else we can talk about before spoilers. Um trying to think of just some fun scenes... What can we talk about for spoilers?
1: Well, I guess, uh, let me see. One thing that while I thought would be a bigger drawback from the trailers, we don't get a classic purple suit from the Joker.
0: No, I was, I was actually okay with that. I, I actually liked the suit that he had at the end when he was I, dancing down the stairway. I love that. I thought that suit was awesome.
1: Yeah, I do like have the, I like the context of like him dressing up, uh, I don't know if that's a spoiler and why he's dressed up, (laughs) but either way, I did like the suit when I was watching the movie. I was kind of a little bit bummed that they didn't go with classic purple, but I still really like the suit. I like the, and the, the image that he portrays. And like I said, it just makes sense with the context of how the movie goes, like his whole look with the face paint and the suit. I did really enjoy the entire look within the context of this movie. So while it doesn't look like classic Joker, I do think it was a good rendition. Um I'm trying to think of any other non spoilery neat stuff.
0: Um, well I'm just trying to think like as far as like some messages in the movie or things like that. Um it was a good I mean it's good psychological trip. I mean, you're watching this guy literally get you know break down, I mean get kicked to the ground, you know, kicked while he's down kind of Multiple thing. Multiple times. Multiple times. <laughs> I what one thing I do like though is how he's he's trying to like live a normal life. You know he's got you know he's a job as an entertainer. As far as you know, he works for a company that you know, like we seen in the trailer too, spinning the sign and everything. Yeah. Um, he's trying to be a stand-up comedian at night, kind of thing. So he's got a day job as an entertainer, trying to be a stand-up comedian at, by night. I actually do love the scene when he goes to the nightclub.
1: Oh man, that was just. Cringy. Like it was, it was good, but it was a good scene, but also super awkward to watch. Well, because he's
0: laughing all like what he thinks are punchlines, but they're not really at the, I don't know, he was laughing at the wrong moments. And yeah. it was like,
1: ha ha ha, ha ha, ha Which I guess the other, the other thing I liked is, I did like that kind of creepy aspect that they actually made it part like a disability that he had was the, Like, uncontrollable laughter in inappropriate moments. I I do like the the, uh, when he
0: handed her the card on the bus. Yeah, so, I mean, he's trying to, you know, get along with people. He's trying to be nice. And, you know, you see, like, on the bus, he's trying to entertain the kid. I thought that was a good little moment there. And then she's like, leave my kid alone. And that's when he hands her the card. Right. And, like, his neighbor, he was, you know, making small talk with her in the elevator. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, before we go into spoilers here, I mean, overall, I would definitely say if you're going to stop it here and go see the movie, check it out. It's definitely worth seeing. Check it out on the big screen, too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's definitely worth a watch. If you weren't super excited or kind of hesitant because of DC's track record, I'd say go see it, and that's coming from somebody who, like, I was desperately trying to beat down my anticipation just because, like, I've been burned so many times already, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, when I was in the theater.
0: Watching. Yeah. I mean it's a little bit of a slow burn, but it definitely pays off towards the end.
1: Yeah. I guess that's something we didn't mention. Like the first 20, 30 minutes, pretty slow going, but also it kind of like lets you like, re- like kind of wallow in the despair of the character for a while. But you know, the second and definitely the third act, they both pick up a lot more. So it's not going to be that way. The whole movie, like the first 30 minutes, a little slow, but give it a time. Cause it definitely comes around.
0: Okay, well why don't we go into spoilers here? So spoiler talk here in five, four, three, two
1: and here we go.
0: All right, Daniel, now we can get into some spoilers. Why don't we talk about since we're spoilers here, let's talk about a little bit of like since it is a Joker movie, trying to get some other DC elements in there like let's say the wayne family for example
1: right i mean i think if you have a joker movie you have to at least mention the wayne family because obviously it would make sense that thomas wayne and martha wayne would be around i could see it happening before bruce was even born technically if they wanted to go for that that would still make sense but you have if you're in gotham you're talking about the joker you have to at least mention the wayne family or wayne corp any something wayne and we definitely do get them mentioned i was actually surprised that while it's not a huge part of the movie but well i guess it is kind of like a huge plot point in the movie is thomas wayne yeah but i was kind of actually surprised about how um i guess how important he was to the entire plot line not like in the backdrop but like
0: yeah, Very going going into this, I figured there'd just be, like, a mention of the Wayne family. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually think we'd actually see any of them, let alone, like, them have some part of the plot. Right. Yeah, I, I only thought they'd just be mentioned. But uh, here we are, yeah, the Wayne family. Uh, I. Uh, does it explain, why, why does he go up to the gate? Yeah, well, he went up
1: to, so, we're in spoilers, so, at this point, it's your fault. <laughs> but, yeah, like, uh, he goes up to the gate because he reads his mom's letter and she's writing Thomas Wayne for like, he knows that she's writing Thomas Wayne cause she, his mom used to work for the family and she's like trying to write letters and it, she just tells him like, like was she like a maid? That's, I mean, that was my guess. She was probably a maid in the mansion. I think so. Yeah. But she's writing letters to Thomas Wayne to hopefully like get him to help their family. But he actually reads one of the letters and it says that she says that, um, Joaquin Phoenix's Arthur is his son. And so he goes up to try and talk to he goes to the mansion to try and talk to Mr. Wayne. And I was
0: like, whoa, whoa And that's when we
1: meet uh tiny uh Bruce Wayne and I think what is supposed to be Alfred.
0: Yeah, pretty sure that was Alfred. Okay. I forgot. That was to look uh, that. I looked at that moment though. That that's kinda of funny, like Wayne or Bruce is just wandering around, you know, probably bored out of his mind. Right. He's around the walls, outer walls and the gate and stuff. And yeah, you see like Joaquin Phoenix, Arthur like pop up, go back down and then come back up with a little clown nose on. And anyway, they're talking through the gate and then, yeah, Alfred comes out and they can have a little confrontation there.
1: Yeah. Also, I'm just saying bad parenting. If you have this huge lawn so far away from the house, but you put your like kids play structure right at the edge of the property. The fuck you doing? You're just asking him to get I harassed.
0: I don't remember. In,
1: That's what it seemed I, like oh, to me. I don't
0: remember seeing play structure. I thought he was just wandering around.
1: I think he was like on a play structure when he was walking around, and then he comes down. No, I didn't notice. I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, just a small little grab because I'm like, what are, what are you doing over there? But yeah, no, that that was also kind of a I, creepy. I, I will
0: say, um, we're in spoilers at the end. I It's like, I guess it makes sense. Like, like. I don't really like the way they displayed uh, Thomas Wayne though. In this, they tried to make him like. I know it's like popular to hate on the rich guys nowadays. Like that's just a popular thing. I mean, newsflash: not all rich guys are douchebags. Whatever, you know. <laughs> Whatever. We got Bill Gates, and we got. There's some good ones it's out there. Guys. Yeah, I don't know. Elon Musk. Elon Musk, yes, but they try to make him be like this total douche, like Thomas Wayne. And the problem I have with this is. Bruce Bruce does not grow up to become Batman if his dad's a douche.
1: Yeah. Because
0: his dad is like, I always thought his dad is like very kind, very loving, uh, th- 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 philanthropist. <laughs> there we go.
1: Yeah. Like he eats, like you have the like mentality that he's one of the few good people in Gotham. And that's why right. Bruce Wayne grows up to be a super altruistic, super good guy.
0: Right. And I think if his dad's a douchebag, Bruce doesn't grow up to be Batman. He just says, Fuck this, fuck society. I'm just gonna do my own. You know, I I don't I don't know. I just I don't see him becoming Batman with his dad being a douche for some reason. So yeah. I didn't like that aspect of it al- at all. I mean, I can understand you wanted to hate on rich guys just for the sake that they're rich. That's fine. Yeah,
1: I think I mean, to play devil's advocate with the context of how this movie plays out, where like the situ like the or not the Siren era, like the I get the as- atmosphere of Gotham is there's. No middle class. There's essentially super ultra poor and super rich. So with the aspect, like, I kind of like that lens going on, because that's kind of what the, the the context of the movie lends itself to. You could see how, you know, like he even like what he's on a TV interview, like they have a TV interview with Thomas Wayne, and he calls the poor people in Gotham who make up probably about 80 to 99% of the city as the, he just calls them clowns. So which starts like they like the riots in the city. So I think within the context of the. Uh, excuse me. Within the context of the movie, I think that kind of works, but I still don't like. But I think you're right that there is a little disconnect that Thomas Wayne, if he's a douchebag, Bruce Wayne doesn't turn out to be a good person or he turns out to be kind of a psychopath if he like takes on like a yeah. the moniker. Of so, so
0: I didn't like that. And another thing I didn't like was we saw it again. I mean. I don't know the killing of the killing of yeah thomas and martha
1: and i gotta say this is the only time that i've ever seen them killed when they're actually like kind of old people i, I was kind of thinking in the theater i'm like these are the least attractive like martha and thomas wayne we've ever seen on cinema i think because usually they're like portrayed as like good looking 40s or 50 year old people well,
0: usually like early 30s i feel like or mid 30s
1: yeah, probably. Yeah, that's that's what it usually come like comes out to be. But this one, they're like, he's like an old businessman. He's probably like in his fifties or sixties. something
0: I've, I, guess it was kind of cool. Like this would have been kind of cool. Like see them uh, walk, come out, walk around the corner, and then see one of the guys with a clown mask follow them with his gun out. Right. And then just cut to something else and kind of leave it open. Like, did that guy kill them or not? But we saw it again, <laughs> for the umpteenth time. This them get killed. Pearls go flying.
1: So Jordan. Who's died more? Batman's parents or Uncle Ben?
0: Batman's parents. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, no, it's every Batman movie now and we see a flashback to them dying. Um, and I gotta say my favorite one is probably still from Begins.
1: Yeah. Although, uh, Tim Burton's Batman, Michael Keaton, probably a close second.
0: Yeah. What I liked about the Batman Begins one was it puts the guilt into... Uh, bruce because he thought he got scared and wanted to leave right so he thinks because he got them to leave the theater early that it was his fault those parents were dead right and i really like that as far as like getting into the psychology Just of things thinks,
1: yeah it internalizes it a lot more
0: does so but yeah i really didn't need to see that again per se but i i will say overall um i'm trying to think of some good parts though um we haven't talked at all about um miss beats here Zazzy beats. zazzy beats yeah we haven't talked about her at all so, so that's another kind of like
1: twist slash i well now we're in spoilers so we can talk about it so kind of like and this is where like the king of comedy influences comes into the joker movie is we find we have like towards the end of the movie uh after uh, arthur's mom dies because he killed her um he goes into uh, her suffocator her with a
0: pillow while she had oxygen in her nose.
1: Also, another time that I heard the kids behind me squealing like, "We don't like this!" They're like, "Yeah, no shit." Oh my gosh, yeah! <laughs> Watching <laughs> a mother
0: get killed by her own son like it's not for five years. Not even like
1: and just what, smothered. What, oh god, what the it's,
0: parents pissed me off! I'm like, what the hell? You don't bring a kid to this.
1: I know, but well, I know. it's a
0: comic book movie. It's gonna be fine, right? My we'll, sitter canceled on me, but there's we'll just, no way I'm we'll missing just be the movie. Better. We'll be better, Jordan. We will be. But <laughs> we'll take our nephew when he's five to this kind of stuff. <laughs> uh,
1: traumatize him early.
0: Yeah. Um. That's what uncles are for?
1: So. Oh gosh, I got completely derailed by bitching about parents. But what was I saying? Oh, so that's like kind of like the. You know the. The curtain gets pulled back. We kind of like get an even deeper look into the psychology because after Arthur's mom dies, uh, he's kind of distraught. He goes to, uh, what's her name? Like the character's name, Zazie Beats. I forget her. Sophie? Sophie. He goes into Sophie's apartment because at that point, we'd see them go on some dates, have some laughs, have a good time. She was there with him at the hospital when his mother showed up. I got to say,
0: I mean, did you think something was up when uh, they kissed or were you just... I was a little taken back by that at first because like he goes in there, opens the door, doesn't say anything, and they just have that moment where he, he comes in for a kiss, and then you see her close the door. I was like, "All right, little I, little 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 fast," but uh,
1: I was a little bit taken back, but not too much. And then later in the movie, like he goes into her apartment after he's distraught. And he's like, "Okay, well, it makes sense that he'd go to his girlfriend's house because that's the only other person that he has at this point since his mom dies." Well, she comes out is startled that he's sitting there and then she like instead of being like oh arthur it's you or you know addressing him he's like she's like oh my god i think you're in the wrong apartment you you're arthur right you live down the down the hall yeah totally as soon as she
0: said that i was like oh shit now some people would argue we should have all seen that coming a mile away i don't know why maybe i just shut my brain off well enough watching this movie i for some reason didn't see that coming I thought it was, and go back to the kiss there. I thought that seemed a little unrealistic per se, because like, right. But then I was like, well, I mean, you know, I'm-
1: I mean, the most unrealistic part is when they fir- after they first meet, he stalks her for an entire day, and then she comes up and I'm like, did you follow me to work? He's like, yeah. He's like, I thought it was you, and like I was flattered. I'm like, okay, that seems weird, and then we find out, oh. It's one of his, right. like, delusions.
0: I, I guess I bought it because I'm just like, well, seems off, but at the same time, like, you movie know. Movie logic. You well, know. I'm like, single moms, you know, get kind of lonely, you know, maybe it's been a while. All right, fine. I'll let it pass. And then, you know, then they cut to them at a donut shop. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So they're going out now. <laughs> I don't know. Then I just didn't think anything. i like, all right, well, they're going out and now. You're like,
1: well, I'm just following this movie. It seems like
0: she, she was fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> and then cut to, wait, are you Arthur from down the hall? And I was like, oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. I know. So then, of course. So then
1: it kind of does like a quick flashback. If he imagined him with her, like the entire time, like that was kind of like a delusional, which is where the kid comedy like influences. Cause in that movie, you don't actually know where like his delusions are or what's actually real. And it kind of does that. And there's actually, I was actually watching a lot of film, like a fan theories, I guess. But, I thought that was the only part that was absolutely made up in his head, but then people like point out different things. I'm like, oh, more of the movie was a little bit like delusional or like, un- like not what,
0: what was actually. What do you happening. think? Like, so he that so let's go to that part where he crawls into the fridge. Now, if I recall those, that kind of fridge locks. Oh. <laughs> so was the rest of the movie made up in his head? I don't think it was, but that was kind of a crazy moment when you're just seeing him like empty it out and then cr- get inside and close it
1: yeah i'm not sure like like i said like i don't like some stuff i thought was like wasn't ambiguous at all to me looking back like talk like listening to people like theorize about things i'm like oh it just makes you like if anything this movie definitely has a lot of rewatchability for like little subtleties in
0: yeah i mean i plan on saying this again here in the next few weeks there's i don't know with psycho and evil dead 2 and things coming out i don't know might be hard but
1: yeah, and I, I definitely want to check see, this out in theaters. Again. I do want
0: to see it again in theaters, though.
1: But it's just like, I don't know, like, there was a, there was a little bit more ambiguity. Like, there is a point when, like, he's unhappy at his job. Like, he just got chewed out. And the cut goes to him, like, kicking what I thought was just a bag of trash. Apparently, they're like, no, that he was imagining that he was kicking the corpse of his boss. I'm like, I didn't see anything. I didn't notice anything. But apparently, like, you could tell that he was kicking a dead body. I don't know if you noticed anything at that scene.
0: I just saw the trash bags.
1: That's what I saw too. So I'm like, okay, well, need, maybe I need to rewatch that. Maybe it does show like a foot like in the trash or something. Hmm. And because then it cuts back to him just smiling at his boss, I guess. I'm
0: trying to think. Um so there, to think some good scenes that stood out here. So... I, like, I did like the comedy club stuff a little bit. Some of it was cringe, like you said, but I think that was just all part of make, developing the oh, character. Oh, yeah, no, it definitely was. Because it was cringe, but it was part of developing the character. I mean, I think it was um, a little shirtless too many times, but also I think that was part of just getting the audience's head, though, as far as, like, just feeling for him, maybe? I mean, it's, just,
1: mo- it's more just, like, kind of fully fleshes out, like, this is a guy who has a ton of problems, has kind of a shit life, but he's trying his best but society's just shitting on him. I think it's kind of just like focuses... we're watching
0: this character like come to the edge and just about to be pushed over the edge, which we do see at the end there. Yeah. Um, some other scenes. So we talked about Conroy a little bit here. Um, his mother. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other scenes before we, like, before we get to the very end. I'm trying to think of some other scenes leading up to the end. That
1: Well, I would say uh, notable scenes, especially like throughout the movie... I would definitely say like the train scene when he's getting, the, when he makes his first kills Yeah, was definitely a good scene. Very notable. And just like how like, it turns out like this is what brings him to the edge.
0: Right. And I don't, it's kind of funny because you want to feel sorry for them per se, but since I'm like, you're getting the crap kicked out of you in a subway. You might just defend yourself by pulling a trigger.
1: I know that's the thing. And like, but there was no other people in the train car. So there's no witness to be like, yeah, they kicked the crap out of him. He killed them in self-defense all the society sees like in the papers, just like three bankers got murdered, even though they were beating the shit out of them. So while justified self-defense, since nobody saw it, they just spin it however they want. Yep. And that doesn't, I mean, it's not like that doesn't happen these days. Oh wait, it does. But it's just, I, so I thought that was kind of interesting how nobody saw it. Like, even if like, if you had seen it, you'd be like, yeah, that guy was actually in the right. But since you don't like, they just spin it like, Oh, look at these young Bright minds cut short. What you, what
0: you think of the scene when he is at the children's hospital? This is when he's still employed. He's he at the children's hospital with client. All of a sudden, the gun falls out.
1: That's like, oh, ooh, shoot. I uh-huh. also thought that was hilarious. I did too. Like, he's just, they're like, stomp your feet. And everybody's having a good time. Nurses, all the children in the children's hospital are like, yay. And then he stomps his feet. A fucking revolver falls out of his pants. And then he's like, oh, and then he accidentally kicks it across the floor. Then everybody starts screaming. I think. Everybody at least looks shocked. I if just not. remember
0: like talking to his boss on the payphone, like, "What the hell you're thinking? Of bringing a gun to a children's hospital? Who does that?" It's a prop. It's a prop. It's part of my ass. God, that was, oh, that was good.
1: I thought that was great. Also, uh, I guess this is leading up, or like this might be like the beginning of the third act. Yeah. When he murders uh, the clown that gave him. The gun that ultimately got him fired. So, yeah, a
0: couple co-workers come over. Well, this is after he's been fired. Some co-workers right. come over. And I forget what sets him off to murder the one. Maybe it's because they double-crossed him.
1: He's essentially like, I gave you the gun. I s- told him that you... I mean, he essentially, like, sold him out to the boss but made him look like it was all his fault. Like, he said, like, oh, you know, Arthur tried to sell me a gun. You know, in reality, he just handed him a gun after he saw the sh- he got the shit kicked out of him at the beginning. So he just, this, again, this is when I noticed the most uncomfortable children, when this guy literally gets his head bashed in very violently against a wall.
0: Yeah. Cut to the throat by scissors and then bashed in. Yeah. And he got poor l- little friend, and <laughs> he's like, oh, God,
1: oh, God, Which,
0: the- Arthur, Arthur, what are you doing, Arthur?
1: That was an amazing piece of comedy right after that traumatic thing. <laughs>
0: Which this is another thing. Again, just some random psycho clown versus the actual Joker that we know. The actual Joker, when the, his little friend went over and couldn't reach the lock, would have laughed hysterically. I feel like he like, Heath, Heath Ledger's Joker would have laughed hysterically.
1: Yeah, you know. And I thought that was hilarious. Like that's something we haven't really mentioned yet, but I'll bring it up now. Is like there were in a a few pieces. Like yeah, like something that maybe like even teenagers wouldn't think are funny, but like. There are some amazing pieces of like comedy sprinkled throughout this movie. Not and they're never jokes, but it's always like things that are happening or the situation that they're in. There's some funny shit that happens throughout this movie that got me laughing hysterically, even in in this super dark context. Which also (laughs) I thought was very awesome. Yeah. We hadn't mentioned that yet. No. But this part in particular, like, yeah, he gets his face bashed in. He has a a dwarf. Like, who works in the clown office as well. And so he sees his friend. And he's like, well, Arthur's like, I always liked you. Just get out of here. And then he runs over to the door. But it's, like, bolted at the top. And he can't reach the lock. So he's just like, "Uh, Arthur? He's like, oh, I'm sorry. And he's like, oh! Then the guy screams. And he's like, I'm just kidding. And just lets him go. And lets him right out the door. Hilarious scene. I thought it was amazing. Yeah,
0: so that kind of yeah, you're right. That does kick off the third act where you know he's gonna be he's gonna go on the talk show host with De Niro's character, uh, Murphy Franklin. Yeah, and he's getting ready for to leave. They come over. He kills one of them. The other one leaves. So then yeah, he gets fully in makeup, in costume, and he's walking down the stairs. I actually really enjoyed that scene quite a bit with him kind of just doing the whole dance routine. I thought that was kind of cool.
1: Well, yeah, I love... Yeah, like that... It
0: adds to the chaos of the character, I feel like.
1: No, it does. And I do absolutely love, like, the scene that ensues with the... Something we hadn't mentioned like, he's been qu- being questioned, like, once before by the cops
0: about the, ki- the subway killings. I guess the one thing I gotta... Before we get to that scene, too, is... Right. I know what scene you're talking about. Um, did he or did he not kill Sophie. We're kind of unsu- left unsure about that.
1: I didn't ever think that he
0: did. I want to think he left her alive, but there's no, there's no like tease that he might have killed her. Like there's no blood on a shirt or anything. There's no tease that he might have killed her. No,
1: there's no indication that he did. But it's still how he was like becoming disconnected towards the like the third act. Like in the third act, he's completely disconnected from reality, pretty much. So there's no real way to know that m- movie. To me doesn't indicate whether he did or didn't. It just leaves it completely ambiguous. hmm So I personally didn't get the impression that he did. I got the impression that he just he didn't do anything with her. But I don't know.
0: Don't know. So this leads to yeah, one of my favorite scenes is when they're chasing him on the subway and yeah. all his protesters have clown masks and everything and he's kinda hiding between them. That whole scene was just good.
1: Yeah, and it kinda like goes along with the Joker as well. Like he's perfect chaos. Like just how he accidentally creates a riot on the train saves him from getting busted by the cops. That enables him to get into make it to the studio for the talk show. Which now that we're in the like the third act, like this is what sets off like sets Gotham on fire, is what happens on the talk show, which I don't I wanna touch on a little bit, but it's such an amazing scene that I would say like just fucking not talk in too much detail because I want people to actually watch it.
0: But I don't know. like, I And mean, hopefully people are listening. We are in spoilers. You already saw the movie, but... Hopefully. Yeah, so here's something interesting. In the killer joke, he is on a talk show and he ends up with some kind of like gas just killing the whole audience, everybody in the room.
1: Yes. Now, when I was watching the show or when I was watching this portion, I'm like thinking like in, I had that image in the back of my head. I'm like, Oh, is he going to murder everybody in the studio audience? Like he does in, I think it's the dark Knight return storyline. Okay. But it, I was kind of like waiting like, Oh man, is that what's going to happen? Cause like it kind of like the backdrop, like, cause he's on like a talk show that looks almost set up exactly the same. So I was waiting for that. It didn't happen, but I think what did happen was still fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty crazy. Um, I, I love when he first comes out and does a little dance bit. The and then I love when he, uh, I don't know who she was, kisses that old lady. And she's just like, huh, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, just like, <laughs> I just thought oh that my. was great. <laughs> yeah, oh my. <laughs> thought that was good stuff. Uh, but yes, I mean, we're in spoilers. So yeah, he ends up murdering the talk show host. Just straight up. Poosh, yeah, blows his brains right out, and then yeah, that was the kickoff of just like all his like clown followers just setting the city on fire and everything like that. Yeah, just rioting. I mean, that ending was just yeah, just crazy with all the rioting. Uh, he's in the cop car and then yeah, gets hit by the ambulance and then they pull him out and they set him on the car and he rises up. I mean, I kind of think that was the kind of the point where maybe he will start becoming that agent of chaos right. that we all know and love.
1: Yeah, you know, because
0: I think that's kind of supposed to be the moment where we stop sympathizing with him and we actually want to start hating him, right? Because from that point on, he's just going to be chaotic. He's got his followers, and they're going to go destroy stuff.
1: They're going to go take over Gotham. Mm -hmm. And yeah, no, I like said, I love that. I love, I love all the imagery, the shots of like the rioting in Gotham were awesome from cin- like cinematically they they looked amazing i i loved that last like scene i loved the shot of him standing up on the police car after he becomes like conscious again mm-hmm. i just thought that was fucking i i loved that so much
0: i'm trying to think what was the last shot was, wasn't was it the police no okay so we see him in an asylum at the very end right is that supposed to be after this where is that supposed to be taking place
1: that's the thing, like, again, that becomes with, like the, more, like, the more ambiguous parts of it. Like, did the riots actually happen, or has he been in a psycho? Like, has he, like, was that a completely delusional? I don't think the riots were delusional. I don't know if technically, like, he rose up among all his clown followers or not. Cause, yeah. Or I, I got the impression from initially watching it. Caught down the road. That he, like, like you know, like, oh, they're rioting. This is the guy who we just saw murder a bunch of people. So police came and just arrested him. Then he got thrown in Arkham. But I don't know. Like I said, it leaves a lot of stuff purposely ambiguous.
0: Well, and was that same social worker the one from the beginning of the movie? No, that was a different that social That was worker. a different one. Because I thought this was take... Well, that's kind of what kind of threw me off. Like, is this years later? Because she looks a little different. Changed her hairstyle.
1: I know. It was like what a different did- person. But people point out, like, it might be delusion just because... Like, the lady, um, like, has a similar clothing, similar speech pattern, slimmer, similar, like, in a lot of ways, but still seemingly a different person. Okay.
0: Well, throw me off a little bit. Okay. I am trying to think. So, oh, we didn't touch on this. So, uh, Joker and Batman are half-brothers? Well, suppose not. Supposedly? I, I think,
1: well, they. that's one of the, like, one of the pen, pen drops or... I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like Easter where eggs, Thomas Wayne is supposedly his son, but then they find out that he was adopted. So not Thomas Wayne's son.
0: Well, I'm thinking maybe, you know, his mother worked for Thomas Wayne, you know, a maid in the house. Thomas Wayne had an affair with her, knocked her up and drew up all the papers to like make, make it look like she adopted him. Right. Like you, I, I, that's kind of what I was kind of thinking. Like I, I
1: didn't really come up with that, but it could possibly like he, like I could see that like because she's obviously like mentally ill as well, and so, so as, as
0: a cover up was just like, yeah, she's crazy. Um, but yeah, she actually you adopted were, this kid. Like here's the paperwork.
1: Yeah, so you don't like I would say I guess for me like I thought it was explained that he wasn't actually a son, but you're right. Like I didn't think about it, it could have been a cover up. I mean, you got lots of money, you could do things like that. And with like um like a mentally which, unstable which again person. is
0: something I don't like. They them, them doing this to the Thomas Wayne character, right? Again, I, I just don't like the douchebagger. Even like to think that he was a good, pure, innocent, just really good guy. Just happens to be rich because he just knows how to work market, right? The, work, you know, he knows how to work with money,
1: right? Yeah. So I'm not sure. Like you make up a good point. Like I said, like there's a lot of thing to think about. I am definitely gonna check this out again
0: yeah same here to
1: try and like at least give myself some definitive answers to some well, of these questions why we don't we
0: grade this out here uh so as far as entertainment level goes i definitely give this like eight and a half out of ten for sure mm-hmm. as far as entertainment goes a little bit slow burn here and there but i mean overall very entertaining for sure uh as far as a grade goes i'm gonna have to overall say a minus this is a great well-made film um. Again, if this was just about a psycho clown dude, I think this would be almost be an A plus. But the fact that it is the Joker and there's certain things I know about the Joker that aren't quite line up line up with this Joker, I have to take it down a few grades. Right. However, though, Joaquin Phoenix, awesome job. I thought he was great. Uh, all the supporting cast I thought were good, and yeah, I mean the score, the cinematography, everything was I I thought overall very good. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's not a perfect film. Uh, I, I know some people are raving about it being the best film of the year. Not quite. Have you seen Peanut Butter Falcon? Have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood?
1: Have you? Well, I don't know if Bind by the Light would be better than The Joker. It's not. But,
0: <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to say A minus. Overall, pretty solid, but it has a few things that I few issues.
1: Okay, so I'm going to give this a solid A. Like, I really enjoyed it. Definitely a little bit higher on it since I was dreading it. Like this is going to be terrible, probably because DC hasn't made anything really great. But I figured, as comparison to like his other DC movies, they're great. Or like this, this movie is great. So I give it an A for just like definitely better than Jared Leto, absolutely. And then I also I'll give it nine out of ten for entertainment wise because like I was thoroughly enjoying this movie throughout.
0: And I got to say, yeah, Daniel, um, we talked about this earlier. Go see it in XD because know why? No kids very often in XD theaters. Thank God. <laughs> Which is awesome. Cool. All right. Well, Daniel, I think that wraps it up here for Joker. It's been an awesome talking about it. One year. Oh, before we move on here to our gambling, I got a little surprise here for Daniel since it is our one year anniversary.
1: Uh-oh. Is he going to propose?
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) Got a little something here for Daniel. Uh, Is it a movie? Happy anniversary, Daniel.
1: Oh, I forgot. I didn't get you anything. Oh, and in Batman wrapping paper.
0: And Batman wrapping paper. Wrapping paper. With the
1: Joker and Harley Quinn on it, including also with Batman. So, yeah. Let's
0: see what Daniel has here. Oh,
1: no. What is it? What is it? Kind of goes
0: with something else we were talking about earlier tonight. Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, nice. So, I was thinking
1: about renting this. Well, I couldn't it. find
0: you anything with um, killer clowns in it because you already own it. I do. And killer clowns from outer space just weren't available. I mean, I've definitely seen that movie. I thought though. killer birds would be the next best thing. So
1: Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds.
0: I've never actually seen this. So yeah, it goes with us talking about Hitchcock earlier. Hell so, yeah! Yes, enjoy, and then you've got yourself there—a little uh,
1: Lego minifigure, unrelated to uh, the Joker, but still.
0: Now, however, if that is if there's Jack Skellington in there, you got to give it back.
1: Is Jack Skellington one of the options? He is. Ooh, all right. I think we should
0: just open it now.
1: Well, I'll open it now. We'll probably edit he's, this he's part got a out.
0: Mystery Lego figure. Who is it? I'm oh, editing shit out, Daniel.
1: Well, then I better open it faster. (sighs) All right.
0: What figure is it? Sorry, I've been dying to know. Again, if it's Jack Skeleton, you got to give it back. Dump it out. I don't think it's Jack Skeleton. I think it's uh, Princess. Jasmine? Princess Jasmine. It's Princess Jasmine. All right, Daniel. Well, cool. So Daniel got Princess Jasmine Lego figure. Awesome. Well, Daniel, yes, happy one-year anniversary. It's crazy that we're here already, but yeah, we did it.
1: Ta-da. All
0: right, well, let's get into some uh, gambling. Okay, so last week we bet on Joker. Daniel bet 92%. I bet 85%. As of last time recording, Joker was sitting at 78%. Daniel, what is Joker sitting at this week?
1: So now it's with uh, 436 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, it is at 69%. So still certified fresh, but not a super high wow.
0: score. All right. Well, looks like that makes me the winner. Wow. That's yes, like three, it does. four weeks in a row. I love it. All right. Cool. I think it's notable
1: to mention that with 25,000 457 audience reviews, it's at 90%. Hell yeah.
0: As it should. All right, Daniel. Well, hmm. So you had Johnny Depp two weeks ago doing cocaine dealing. You had some uh, layer cake with Daniel Craig last week. And I had more Johnny Depp marrying a dead girl. I kind of... Maybe to stick with Johnny Depp. You know what? To stick with Johnny Depp, Daniel, don't you fucking dare. What? i'm not gonna sign you pirates
1: oh yeah that's what i was worried about i love pirates of the caribbean
0: i'm gonna sign you my favorite johnny depp movie daniel my favorite character he's ever played which i think you're gonna like daniel watch edward oh okay yeah sure whatever why what'd you think i was gonna say oh well, you're gonna do edward scissorhands you son of a bitch no, I'm going to wait till closer to Halloween because I know that movie scares the bejesus
1: out of you when you were a kid. It did. It did scare the bejesus out of me. But no, Ed. He Wood. held my eyes open. Not quite like that, but whatever. That's how I remember it. Okay,
0: so this week, we're well, going to gamble on something this week. Let's do Gemini Man, which I think is what we're going to be covering next week.
1: I think so, because I don't see anything better coming out. Gemini
0: Man, the, Will, uh, Smith. Will
1: Smith trying to kill younger Will Smith. It's will smith looper movie completely cgi will smith
0: the fresh prince of looper
1: yeah gemini man oh yeah man now that i'm gonna this be com- could be now you anywhere. said looper my like, crap now i'm gonna be comparing it to looper and looper is probably gonna be a way better film this is gonna be all over the place um i don't know i've been getting like all right so this is like me trying to like course correct for me learning a hard lesson of being too optimistic And also, Will Smith hasn't really delivered a great movie in a
0: while. I don't know. I'm going to say it looks fun. I don't think it's going to grab most critics, but I still think it's going to be kind of up there. I said 69. I said 65. 65% for Gemini Man. All right. Well, as of time recording, Daniel, what is Gemini Man sitting at? All right.
1: So, oh fuck! Oh, shit. As of time of recording, uh, with forty-seven critic scores, which you know, that's something. That's it could go up and go up. But as of recording, uh, forty-seven reviews, thirty-six percent.
0: Maybe we should uh, watch something else next week. Yeah, nah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. All right, all right. Well, okay. We'll see what happens in the next week or so. Then
1: again, you know, maybe you know they. they, I I would consider critics wrong
0: about Joker, but uh, to each their own. uh, We'll see. All right. Well, why don't we wrap it up here, Daniel? So this marks, yeah, one year anniversary. I gotta say, I just want to say thank you to everybody in this last year that has downloaded us. If you've shared the podcast with friends, we thank you. Uh, It's been a lot of fun, and yeah, we look forward to. You know, the end of the rest of 2019 on to 2020 and all the good movies coming out. Anything you want to say to our audience, Daniel?
1: Well, thanks for listening to us. I mean, I never thought anybody would actually want to listen to us. I mean, maybe I did because I'm kind of egotistical. But we've got a couple thousand downloads at this point. I'm not sure about the analytics quite. But, you know, there's more people listening to us than I thought there would be. And we appreciate that. And I appreciate that because uh, we're just two guys having fun watching movies and talking about them. Probably not in an object, super objective right. sense, but and, we're uh, having a good time.
0: Yeah. No, that's the important part. We're just having fun here and uh, we hope the audience is as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people listen to us on their way to work and everything like that. Uh, yeah. It's just a, just a good time for sure. Uh, what was I going to say? That's something I was going to say, but I forgot already. Dang it. <laughs> I hate when that happens. But oh, I was going to say, yeah, maybe next, maybe this next year we'll get some uh, sponsorship. You know, Casper Mattress, Blue Chew, who knows? All right. Well, I would say that's it for today. Thanks again, everybody. And we'll talk to you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers.
1: Cheers.